Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, welcome to today's episode, everybody. Whoops, we have the baby with us, the brand new baby, baby Tara. Hey, Katara. Um, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully it goes well, but we are talking about minimalist lies that you have been told or you, or you've seen like on social media or you've heard about, or you have this like false notion that minimalism is fill in the blank. Right. And if you don't follow this minimalist rule that you have heard, you're going to get your minimalist card taken, right? They're going to kick you out of the minimalism club and they're going to take your minimalist card and you're not going to get to be a part of the club, right? And that's just not true. That's just not true. And I want to talk to you guys about this today because I think I've done a pretty good job of always telling you guys that there is no right or wrong way to do this. There is no right or wrong way to declutter. There is no right or wrong way to set up your house. There is no list of right or wrong things to have in your home or for your kids. Like that just doesn't exist. The only right way to do it is the way that works well for you. And the only wrong way to do it is to continue doing things that aren't working for you, right? Hey, Amanda and Jessica and Savannah, Cassandra, Emily. Hello, everybody. But that's the truth of it. That's the truth of it. That's the only right or wrong way to do it. And going by what you see on, on what are those things called? Like documentaries and on social media and Marie Kondo and the people on Instagram and all of that. Like if you are following that, thinking that that's how it has to be for you, you're going to be disappointed and you're going to think that this doesn't work for you. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want you to get to that point because I know that it can work for you. I know that it can, but you have to take the rules that we hear and throw them away. So the first thing that one of the most common ones that my computer is making a bunch of noise. I apologize. I guess it's just not going to stop. Okay. Um, but the first thing and the most common thing that came up when I asked you guys in the group, PS, if you're listening to this on the podcast, get inside of the Motherhood Simplified group so that you can join us in the conversations. And um, so I asked you guys, like, what is a minimalist rule or idea that you have heard that, that you don't think is true or just something that you had heard? And the most common one that came up was some form of deprivation that decluttering and minimizing, go ahead and put in the comments if you agree with this or you know what your minimalist lie that you have heard and believe is, but some form of deprivation, some form of not being allowed to have something that you want or that you need, okay? And hey, Jean and Jessica, it could be things like not, able, not being able to have any decor in your home, right? Like having blank walls and 
only neutral colors, and it's like really sterile and industrial feel, right? Or that your kids can't have any toys, or that your kids can only have this kind of toy, right? Or you can't have any knickknacks or trinkets, or that you can't collect things, or that you can't have a lot of clothes or a lot of anything, right? Like that's not the point. The point of decluttering and minimalism is not to deprive yourself. It's the exact opposite. It's to get rid of all of this stuff that's not allowing you to have those things and enjoy those things. It's about getting rid of the things that are taking away your freedom and your abundance and your space and your creativity and your pleasure and your joy and your ability to just be happy in your day-to-day life, right? It doesn't mean that you can't have things. It means that the things that you do have are serving a purpose. And guess what? Sometimes that purpose is just to bring you joy, just because you like it. And I was listening to a podcast today. Um, It's a really good podcast if you are interested in like money mindset. It's called For the Love of Money by Chris Harder. And he was talking about this concept too, that having money and doing things and having things just because you like it and it makes you happy and it feels good is important and it matters. And it's a form of self love and appreciation. And why, why would you deprive yourself of that? Right? Why would you say that I can give everybody else in the world, you know, things that make them happy and give them things to, you know, enjoy. I can give that to everybody else, but I won't give it to myself. Right? Like, Doing things for yourself just because you like it or just because you want it is okay, right? Nothing about decluttering and minimalism is meant to be about deprivation. And if it's feeling like deprivation to you, then you're probably approaching it the wrong way and focusing on the wrong things, right? And it comes up in the group sometimes, like people will be like, uh, you know, I really love kitchen gadgets. I really love cooking. My kitchen is full. I don't want to get rid of anything, but I feel like I have a lot. Um, don't get rid of it. If you love cooking, if you love your gadgets and that brings you joy and you get to cook for your family and your friends and entertain people and bring them into your home and have a good time and a great experience, like don't get rid of that stuff. Okay. That's just one example. Um, it doesn't have, it's not going to look the same for everybody. Like in our house, we have a three square, three square foot. Guys, I have a baby by the way. All right. She's three weeks old and I'm tired. So we'll see how I speak, but we have a three car garage full of gym equipment. If a minimalist club existed and was given out minimalist club cards, they would probably revoke mine for having a three car garage full of gym equipment, right? Like that doesn't fit into the mold of minimalism, right? Cause it's a lot of stuff, takes up a lot of space but that's not the point of this. That's not the point of decluttering and minimizing. Okay. So that's the first thing. This should never, ever feel like deprivation to you. Okay. It should never feel like sacrificing. It should never feel like I can't have anything fun. It should be the opposite. It should be, I only have the things that are fun, right? If you guys can see in the background, I have a treadmill right there. Speaking of the gym equipment that doesn't fit in the garage and has trickled into the house, right? Like, and I don't care. I don't care that it takes up the space. I don't care that I have it. I don't care that it's in my living room. I love it. I use it. Not right now because I just had a baby, but I will be using it again. And that's the point of it, right? 
Okay, so that's enough about talking about deprivation. Let's talk about the next thing is that minimalists and minimalism and people who do this have to have tiny homes, right? They have to have tiny homes. And this is something that a lot of people believe. And if you want to do a tiny home, fantastic. I think it's a great thing to try just to have the experience of it. We did it. We lived in a 27 by eight foot RV for about four months. I did not enjoy it. I won't ever do it with the kids. We have five kids. So at, when we did it, we only had two who were living with us full time, but we had a 120 pound St. Bernard and my husband and myself, and I did not enjoy it. Right. And I've told you guys this before that we have a, a pretty big house, right? It's a pretty big house, but that's something that's important to us, right? We want to have space in our home. We want to have community space where we can all hang out together, but it was also important for us and is important for us to give our kids their own individual spaces as well. So we have a pretty big house and I have no regrets about that. And if there was a minimalist club giving out minimalist cards, mine would be revoked because we have a pretty big house, right? Um, and I have no desire to go smaller until I don't have so many kids in my home, right? Like my kids like to play basketball inside the house when it's hundred degrees outside. I like to have space for them to roam and move and be active. I like to have space to invite our family over to stay with us and all of the cousins and for my kids to have sleepovers. So it's not a requirement of minimizing or minimalism or decluttering to get into a tiny home, right? I will say that if you are choosing to get a bigger home because your stuff doesn't fit into it, like that's a problem because you're just going to bring the same issue into a bigger space. So don't think that you need a bigger house or you should get a bigger house because your stuff isn't fitting into it. I firmly believe that whatever space and size your house is, you should have the amount of stuff that fits in it. And I can tell you that because we've done it in a thousand square foot house. We've done it in a 27 by eight foot RV. We did not rent a storage unit to keep all of our stuff in when we lived that way. We just had the stuff that fit inside of the RV. That's all we had and it worked, right? So I believe and have done it that you can make your stuff fit into your home, right? You can, you can make it fit. You just have to downsize the amount of stuff that you have, which is a decision you have to make. Okay, I thought this one was interesting and I wanted to bring it up, but a lot of you guys, I guess there's like, there's like subsex, subs, <laughs> that's a funny word, sect, okay, S-E-C-T, of, of minimalists. And some believe that you can't have more than one kid and be a minimalist. So, you know, obviously we have five kids, so we're out of that club, right? But um, I don't really have any thoughts or opinions on that other than have as many kids as you want and who cares what anybody else says, right? Who cares? Um, okay. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is that a lot of people have this false belief or false idea about decluttering and minimalism that you you have you have to have like neutral boring colors right like everything has to be white totally boring flat 
understimulating, no decorations, you have nothing, you have no furniture. And that's just not how it is. That's not how it is. The point of minimizing, for me, um, one of the things that I really got to experience when we decluttered our stuff was being able to curate a home and a room and a space to be what I wanted. I cleared out the clutter. We had nothing distracting us so that I could see clearly like what colors I would want the walls and what kind of furniture I'd want to bring in and what kind of colors I would want to incorporate, right? Like when we move and set up our home, it's really fun because my husband and I get to create the space and make it what we want, right? And we get to change the color schemes and we get to bring in furniture pieces that are functional and our style, right? So there is no one style, right? I think there is maybe, hang on. Like if you were to look up on Pinterest, like minimalist design, like there's a thing, like there's technically a thing called minimalist design and it looks a certain way, but that doesn't mean that that's what you have to do, right? <clears throat> so don't fall into that trap. Um, let me see. So the next thing that a lot of you guys have believed about decluttering or minimalism is that you can't save anything from your past, right? You have to have zero sentiment and zero attachment to anything, especially your memories. And that I don't believe is true either. And I hope that if you have been a part of this group for any amount of time, if you've listened to other podcasts, if you've done any of the challenges with us, or any of the courses with me or the group coaching with me, I hope that I have communicated to you that that's not the case, that you should only keep those things that are the most special and the most sentimental to you. Because if everything is sentimental to you and everything is special to you and you can't possibly let any of it go, then all of a sudden none of it is special, right? Like it, it takes away its value. It takes away its emotionality. I think that's one of the really great things about, um, about minimalism and decluttering is that it kind of amplifies that, those emotions that you have in your stuff. If you guys are inside of the Motherhood Simplified group, go into the announcement section, scroll down, you'll see a video of me in my wedding dress talking about sentimental items and what I think they mean and how to gauge whether something is truly sentimental to you or it's just kind of a place marker in your life, right? Baby clothes is another thing. Um, if you, you guys might have heard me talk about the pair of green shorts, little green basketball shorts that every single one of my kids has worn. Um, and I keep those because they're special. And I don't even know why they were like a $2 pair of shorts that my husband and I got on clearance when we were living in Alaska in the middle of winter. So it didn't even make sense to buy these shorts, but we did, and all of my kids have worn them. That is a sentimental piece of clothing of my children's, not keeping, you know, five bins of baby clothes. Like when I'm old and gray and reflecting on my life and telling the stories of our life to my kids and my grandkids, and I hope to live long enough to meet my great grandkids, like I will pull out one pair of green shorts be like, look at these special green shorts. I'm not going to pull out five bins of clothes and be like, I had so many clothes guys, like just dig in, like, here's the story, right? Like, that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to have the one thing that is emotionally charged and there's not all this other stuff surrounding it, taking away from that, that 
vibration or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, so it's not that you can't keep things from your past. You absolutely can, but it is about learning to be discerning about what is actually special and emotionally charged in a positive way and keeping those things. Um, so another common misconception about decluttering and minimalism is that you can only have the essentials. Now, I think this one is funny because somebody, somebody made in the comments, um, put in the comments, you can only have what fits into a suitcase. And I was like, Hey, Hey, now, like, like that feels like a personal attack. It wasn't cause I don't think she knew the story, but we moved from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each, right? Like we had only the essentials. My husband bought towels and blankets and pots and pans and dishes for us to have the house that we were renting. But, um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Um, we only had the essentials, but over the years we have accumulated more. And obviously we don't want to live forever with only the essentials. That would be boring, right? Boring, schmoring, don't want to do that. <laughs> um, which was another one of the things that you guys said is like decluttering and minimalism is boring, right? It's boring because you're, you're deprived. It's boring because it's empty. It's boring because you can't have the things that you want and the things that you like in the style that you want. You can't change your mind, right? Like you can only have these certain kinds of things and that's just not true. Um, now let's talk about capsule wardrobes. A lot of people think that in order to be a part of the minimalist club, get your minimalist card, be able to keep it in your wallet and flash it to people whenever they ask, hey, are you a minimalist? You can be like, here's my minimalist card. I am part of the club, right? Until they find out that you don't have a capsule wardrobe and then they take your card away right? That sucks, <laughs> which is not going to happen, guys. That's never going to happen. So I do, like, I think people would probably call how I set my kids clothes up a capsule wardrobe, but it's because I like to create a base. I like to create a baseline wardrobe. I like to know what we have. I like to know how much we have. I like to make sure that they're in the right sizes. So when I shop for my kids, I do, I'm like, all right, we need like Right now you have four pair of jeans and we're coming into summer. It's about to be hundred degrees and you only have two pair of shorts and whatever, right? Like we need to buy you like four more pair of shorts and then let go of these jeans that you're not going to be wearing when it's 100 degrees outside. Right. Or like right now we're going into winter and they only have shorts and it's going to be getting colder and they need some warmer pants. And we're like, all right, you know, you only have, one pair of jeans because it's been summertime and you've outgrown all of your shorts anyway. So let's get rid of those and go buy like five pair of jeans and a hoodie and some shirts that you can layer for the weather. So I think people would say that we have a capsule wardrobe, but for me, it's smart shopping, right? Like it's smart shopping and it's less waste when it comes to the clothes because I don't like, I, I have lived the life where I packed up 10 bags of clothing that my kids weren't wearing and that felt extremely wasteful and I don't ever want to get to that point. So that's why I do it this way. And I do it for myself too. Guys, um, you know, I have a baby, so I don't know exactly when I'm going to do it, but I have been redoing my wardrobe to um, shift out of my pregnancy clothing and into my breastfeeding clothing. So I will be doing an episode on clothes for you as a mom too soon. Um, just to kind of share how I've done that. But you don't have to have a capsule wardrobe for that. I have a lot of clothes. 
because I'm like, this is my last baby. I'm going to breastfeed her and I'm going to live in normal clothes again. And it's going to be great. And I'm not going to deprive myself. I'm going to have clothes that are cute and feel good on me. And I love, and I want to wear. So you don't have to have a capsule wardrobe. You'll get to keep your card. You'll get to flash it. You know, when you, when you're walking into Target or wherever it is that you're walking, right? I would say the club, but we're moms. So do we even do that anymore? Did we even ever do that? I never even did that. I never lived that life. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) um, the last thing that I want to leave you guys with. Okay. Cause there's a whole long list of things. I'm not going to read off this whole entire list of minimalist lies. I think that covered basically all of the big ones. Um, but the whole point of this decluttering and simplifying and minimizing and downsizing and being a part of this group, listening to this podcast is to figure out how to make it work for you. That's going to look different for everybody. And the reason that these types of lies hold you back is because you hear them, right? You hear about people doing this. You hear about people who have one dish per person, or you hear about people who have this perfectly curated capsule wardrobe, or who only have one child, or or only keep the essentials, and you're like, man, like that could never be me. What am I even doing here? I'm going to tell you that you're in the right place, and you're on the right track, And just like anything in life, there's always these crazy extremes, right? People on this side and people on this side screaming that I need everything. I'm never going to let anything go, right? And then there's people over here who are like, I need nothing. I am only going to have 40 items at any given time ever, right? And the answer is always in the middle. The answer is always in some sort of gray area not just with decluttering or minimalism, but pretty much anything in life, it, the answer is in the middle. And the answer is in making it work for you and being flexible about it and understanding that there is no right or wrong way to do this. You're not going to fail. You're not going to mess your life up. Your kids aren't going to be deprived. Actually, I want to talk to you guys about that too, because that was one thing that came up a few times too, is that your kids are going to be deprived because they don't have all of this stuff. I will tell you right now, one of the absolute best things Like if I could take one thing that I have learned from decluttering, only one thing, if I had to take one thing and bring that lesson with me, it would be how it has positively impacted my kids because they are learning the lessons that they need to grow up and not have to unlearn it, right? Like I I hope that I am setting my kids up for success and that they won't overconsume, they won't overspend, they won't fall into the comparisonitis trap of being like, well, my friends bought this car that was way too expensive and I can't afford, but I want to do it too, right? Or falling into the trap of feeling like they get happiness from their things or feeling like they have to show love by getting stuff or whatever, right? Like their ability to play in depth, their ability to be creative, their ability to learn how to take care of their stuff, their ability to mindfully consume is the one thing that if I had to pick one thing to take with me and I had to ditch the rest, like I couldn't have a clean house all the time or whatever. I couldn't enjoy my postpartum experience. I would take that for my kids because they were not happy when our, I mean, they were happy. They weren't as happy when our house was cluttered because I wasn't as present with them 
it was overwhelming to them. They couldn't find their stuff. They couldn't be responsible for their stuff. I was always nagging them. It wasn't a fun place to be for them. Um, so your kids are not going to be deprived because they don't have every toy under the sun or they don't have what their friend down the street has, or they come back from Christmas vacation and they didn't have a thousand toys under the Christmas tree to unwrap like their friends did, right? Those aren't the things that are going to ruin them or, or, or do anything bad to them, right? Like the benefits of less on kids is huge. You can go back and listen to other podcast episodes where I do talk about this in more depth, but um, that's it for today. I'm bummed that I could not see any comments at all for this live video in the group, or maybe you guys just didn't have anything to say, which would be weird um, because you guys always have something to say. So anyways, guys, um, thanks for showing up. I'm glad that the baby stayed happy. She's asleep in my lap. I'm going to hang up on the podcast and I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.